to share for Mother's Day, and in so doing, you know, was taking a look at a couple of videos that we usually use as a bumper, and came across that video, and, and what sat with me was, man, life is complicated. Uh, in fact, life can be messy. And, and so I just was thinking, is that just today, or has that been the case for a while? And, and so then I started looking at some of our, our characters that we find in the Bible, and, and different individuals there, and, and particularly I was looking at the lives of women, and and you come to the conclusion, life has been messy for a long time. And so then the question is, well, what do you do with this messy life that we live in? And, and the good news is God has answers for us. And he shows us through the lives of others what those answers are. And, and so I welcome you to Connection Point Church. So glad you've joined us for Mother's Day. I'm Pastor Zach. Shelly and I serve as lead pastors here. So glad you're here as we just take a look at the life of an incredible woman in Scripture and the truths that, that are meaningful for us today. So if you have your Bibles, hey, I hope you've got God's Word with you. The reason we say that is because we want you daily in God's Word, not just on Sundays. And so we encourage people to bring God's Word with them. If you don't have a Bible with you today, there's one underneath the chair in front of you. You're welcome to borrow that. If you don't have a Bible at home, you're welcome to take that home as a gift from the church. We want you to have access to God's Word. And we're going to be in Romans chapter 16, so it'll be a different place to start today. I invite you to stand for the reading of God's word. And so Romans chapter 16 is where we're going to be at. We stand just simply out of reverence to say, God, thank you for sending your word to us. And so it's the first two verses, verses 1 and 2, in the last chapter of that great New Testament book. And Paul writes, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant. The Greek word there is actually deacon. That's where the word deacon comes from. It's, it's a Greek word. That's not an English word. So she was a deacon of the church, or deaconess of the church of Centre. That you may welcome her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints, and help her in whatever she may need from you. For she has been a patron of many, and of myself as well. These are the very words of God. You may be seated this morning. Contained within these verses is a description of a woman named Phoebe. And in her life, we find the answer to what we do when life is messy. And the first thing we find is that life may be messy, but your past does not dictate your future. Your past does not dictate your future. Now, as I work through these verses today, there are some things we know with some certainty and there are also some things that we know just from inference as we've studied first century culture and Roman culture in particular. So I'll, I'll let you know this first point I'm sharing today, it's something we know about Phoebe based on inference, but the other three points are those things which we know with, with really some good certainty. And as it relates to this first point, as you go back and look at Roman history, specifically from the first century, it seems the name Phoebe was often given to female slaves in the Roman Empire. So that's not a name you typically pick for your kid if they're not a slave. So we don't know for sure that Phoebe, that, that Paul is writing about, that she was a former slave, but it does seem very likely that's the case for this faithful servant of Jesus. And this former Roman slave was the first listed among 26 names that Paul commends. If you're listed first, there's something pretty special about you. Paul is sharing a list of people who have helped him. They've come alongside him. To make disciple makers, people he dearly loves and respects. And I love as you go through this list, it's people of all different sort, Jew and Gentile, male and female. 
people from different status and position, colleagues who have been alongside him in faith and disciple-making and church planning, faithful people. These individuals have at times put their reputations and their very lives on the line to serve Paul in the newly birthed church of the New Testament. And in verse 1, he starts a bit unexpected. He introduces this unlikely woman to the reader. He says, I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who's a deacon in the church at Centria. So what does it mean, hey, they like Phoebe too, and they are welcome in this room? (laughs) And what does it mean that Paul was commending Phoebe to the believers in Rome? Paul's affirming her. He's recommending her. He's saying, this woman is trustworthy. She has good character. I want you to listen to her. I want you to pay attention to her. That's what he is saying when he says, I commend her to you. And then the second word Paul uses to describe her is she's a sister. So what he's saying is, this woman, she's a believer in Jesus. My sister in the faith. Your sister in the faith. She's one of us. She's a part of the family. And in saying that she's a sister, Paul is specifically talking to the brothers in the house, saying, hey, look out for her. She's our sister. So I have two older sisters. Nicole is five years older. Nanette is three years older. And one of my favorite days growing up in my house was the day I became bigger than my two older sisters. (laughs) Try slamming my finger in the door now, why don't you? Now, my sisters are awesome. We really had a great time growing up in our house together. I have a younger brother, too. They're wonderful sisters. But what did happen is, is once I became a teenager, you know, I played football through high school and stuff, and and if they were going to go out in the evening, then it was the expectation, I'm going to go with them. Because they wanted their brother to be somebody along with them as a sister. And I was happy to do that. My brother, Stefan, and and his wife, Stephanie, they live in London. And uh, she's got a younger sister, Stephanie does. And so she has no brothers. So she loves that when she married my brother, she got an older brother. And I let her know, hey, you got problems? I'll come fix them. My younger brother gives you problems? Let me know. (laughs) Brothers look out for sisters, or so they should. Paul is saying, all right, brothers, unlike what you see in the Roman streets, I want you to treat this woman, our sister, with respect. Life may have been messy for Phoebe, but her past did not dictate her future. Phoebe may have been chained to a life with no future, but that was not the end of her story. Roman slavery was not pretty, especially for girls. Often they were flogged, maimed, branded. I mean, actually branded, almost like cattle, and sexually abused. The life Phoebe was born into was not the life that God eventually had for her. She may have started as a throwaway person in society, but she wound up a good news carrier in the kingdom of God. Phoebe moved beyond her chains to the future God had for her. I love that. Her life is summarized well in Paul's statement. I'm sure Phoebe, as as Paul is writing the book of Romans and she's there and I'll explain how we know that. As, as he's going through, I'm sure some of those verses were like, I received that. Look at Romans chapter 6. Now you are free from your slavery to sin, and you've become slaves to righteous living. 
I bet Phoebe received that verse and said, I know what slavery is and I'm not a slave any longer. I'm free in Jesus. Phoebe came alive in God. And now Paul is talking about this one slave and he's recommending her to others. He's saying, I recommend this woman to you. She's a good person. She's a respectable person. And when she comes to you, pay attention to her. I love that Paul lifts her up. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, your past does not dictate your future. God loves to free people from their past. He loves to give us a future. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Your past does not dictate your future. Your past does not dictate your future. The abortion you had, the sexual abuse you suffered, the mistreatment you've experienced does not dictate your future. Why? Because Jesus makes all things new. Everything new. When you make a decision to follow Jesus, you die to your past and you come alive in Jesus. That's the promise we have. So I encourage you, come alive today. If you've been enslaved to your past, bound by previous mistakes, if you're bound still today, be set free in Jesus' name. Jesus died to set you free. He rose from the dead so that you could live in the power of the resurrection. Are you living in it? Life is messy, but it does not dictate your future. And life is messy, but the perception of others, it does not define your potential. The perception of others does not define your potential. Here's what Paul continues. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, who's a deacon in the church in Centria. Welcome her in the Lord as one who's worthy of honor. And this is an unusual greeting for Paul to give a woman in Roman society. Paul is saying, welcome Phoebe as a leader. Welcome her as a deacon. And not only that, give her honor. This term deacon, it has a broader context in the first century than it does for us today. But it refers to someone who's a servant leader of the church. They may have helped with teaching, provided financial oversight. They had a lot to do in the first century. They were leaders. In fact, this term that that Paul uses deacon is a term he uses for himself. And it's a term he uses for Timothy. And so here's what Paul is saying to the Roman believers. I want you to welcome this former slave Phoebe like you would welcome me if I came myself. That's amazing. What an honor. Welcome Phoebe as you would welcome me. Phoebe appears to have been an unmarried woman with no heirs. And we know this because no male is listed next to her name. If she'd been married, her husband's name would have been there too. Just like if you go on to verse 3, Priscilla and Aquila are both listed, a husband and wife team. So Phoebe, a single woman in a society where women are defined by the men in their lives. Women were defined by first their father, then by their husband, next by their sons. But Phoebe, the single woman, this former slave, she wasn't looked down upon by Paul. Phoebe could have allowed her past to minimize her future. Phoebe could have let the perceptions of others determine her worth. She could have easily given in to societal norms, feeling sorry for herself and sat on the sidelines, but she didn't. And because she didn't, she was afforded the opportunity to serve alongside and lead with Paul. She understood Romans 12. Again, she's there. Paul's writing these words and she receives them as truth. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. 
Society might say this, but here's what I say, God says. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. God will change your thoughts. And when God changes your thoughts, he changes your life. He changes everything around you. You see, when Jesus came, he turned the world's perceptions of value for people. He turned it upside down. No matter a person's gender, male or female, they were valuable. No matter their background, no matter their season in life, everyone has equal worth in God's kingdom. That's revolutionary in the first century. And if we're honest, it's revolutionary now. Everyone has worth in the kingdom of God. Look at Ephesians 2.10. I love this verse. For we, for you, are God's masterpiece. Do you know that to be true? Or do you think God made a mistake? News for you. He didn't. God doesn't make mistakes. You are his masterpiece. And what's it say? He has created you anew in Christ Jesus so that you can do good things. He planned them for you from long ago. Are you stepping into those good things? Receiving these words as truth in your life. Phoebe understood this. She believed God's word about herself. And she chose to walk in the truth that was meant for her. That her potential was not dictated by the views of others or by society's standards. But her her identity, her potential was dictated by Jesus, her creator. Have you allowed your creator to speak your identity over you? I've mentioned this before that uh, our, our kids, we've got three kids and I drop them off to school every morning. And, and I do that for a reason, because every morning I want to speak life into them before they get out the car. And I've mentioned this before, so they already know this. They, they know the answers. We, we've gone over them a lot. I ask them, who are you? And they say, a child of God. But I want to take that a step further. So now we've expanded that answer. So I ask him, and what does that mean? And they'll tell me, no matter what anybody else says today, no matter what names I might be called, only my creator gets to inform me of who I am. That's true for you. No matter what your friends have spoken over you, no matter what your work colleagues have spoken over you, no matter what your parents have spoken over you, only one gets to inform you of who you are. Your creator. And he says, you are my child and whom I'm well pleased. Are you living for him? Are you living in your identity? Or has the potential of who you are been held back by the perception of others? Don't allow the perception of others to define your potential in life. You can't. Because life is messy. And here's the ultimate answer today. But God sets things straight. Life is messy. But God... Those are some of my two favorite words in the Bible. Anytime you find those, pay attention. But God sets things straight. That's the work of the Lord. And one of the ways he does that is he provides us as a body of believers the opportunity to honor one another because we get to start speaking truth into each other's lives. Look what Paul does here. He shows us that faithful service is honored in God's kingdom. Faithful service is honored in God's kingdom. Paul continues in chapter 16. Help her in whatever she needs, for she's been helpful to many, and especially to me. It's obvious from Paul's words that Phoebe has been serving him and others in the church for some time now. And he's saying, she's been a blessing to me over and over again. And she's been a blessing to many others. 
Phoebe was a faithful servant of Jesus, and that was expressed in her service toward others. It's understood that Phoebe was generous, because when Paul says that Phoebe was helpful, the Greek word being translated is better translated as benefactor, that Phoebe was a benefactor. You see, the city in which she lived, Centrea, it was a city by the sea, a busy port city, eight miles from Corinth. So this is how Paul has met her. She lives in this busy port city, is a successful person in her society, former slave, but now she's somebody who has done well. And as she has done well, we don't know what that transition was that occurred. She used her wealth, her status, her resources to help traveling Christians like Paul. She helped and supported them. And and you see, Phoebe's success in business, it did not diminish her service in the kingdom of God. I love that. It escalated it. The more she was blessed, the more that she blessed others. And that's how it should be for us. And so the question is, what are you doing with what God has given you to bless others and be helpful to others? Have you prayed and asked the Holy Spirit, oh, Holy Spirit, how would you have me serve others? Or have you gotten stuck in points one and two regarding your past, regarding the perception of others, and not move forward in Jesus? Don't let that be the case today. You've been blessed to be a blessing. And if you're not sure where to start, that's okay. Just do the next right thing you know to do. That's it. Do the next right thing you know to do. Don't limit God. Because here's the problem. Often we limit what God can do through us because we want to limit what we're willing to do in the kingdom. That's not right. Don't limit what God can do through you by limiting what you're willing to do. Wherever there's a need, you should meet that need and watch what God does through you in it. God can do incredible things. So don't limit God. Serve with our kids. They'll serve you back. They'll bless you with energy that you don't have. It's incredible how that happens. It's not to say you won't take a Sunday afternoon nap, but they'll still bless you with energy you don't have. It's a joy to serve our kids. Serve with our food pantry. Serve with guest services. Greet people at the door. You'll be blessed as you do. You do the next right thing you know to do because faithful service is honored in God's kingdom. It's part of him setting things straight in your life as you start hearing those affirming words of others. Life is messy, but God does set things straight. And we know that because God uses ordinary people for extraordinary endeavors. Over and over. You look at the New Testament, that's the story. God using ordinary people for extraordinary endeavors. That's just the way he works. It's well understood from Paul's commendation of Phoebe that she was both present as Paul was composing this letter to the Romans and that she was the one who carried the letter to the Roman believers. That's why she's first in the list. She took this incredibly important letter to the believers in Rome and 2,000 years later, we're still studying those words. I think God gave her a pretty important task. Why? Because she's faithful. She was faithful. And I'm not sure how Phoebe began to serve as a faithful servant. I've wondered about that. How did that start? She didn't start as a letter carrier of these, of these things. She probably just said, Paul, could I get you anything? Need a cold glass of water? I, I could help you with that. What was her conviction? What, what I want to do is I want my life to build and strengthen the church. I want to use my life to help others. Show me I'm available. That's a great position to take. And then how does God use this former slave girl, this single woman in first century Roman society? God has her bring this incredibly important book to the believers in Rome. 
This letter that Paul has labored over, this beautiful message of God's grace and freedom, we'll cover this letter at some point. Paul rolls up the scrolls as he's finished that final note, that final word, and he puts it in the hands of Phoebe and commissions her as a good news carrier in God's kingdom. I love this. A former slave becomes a carrier of one of the most important books in the New Testament. Only God can do that. An ordinary slave girl doing extraordinary endeavors. No matter who you are, no matter where you've been, no matter what others have spoken over you, you have the ability to be a faithful good news carrier in the kingdom of God. God means for you to be that person. Jesus, help us do it. Help us live with that kind of kingdom confidence in who we are. And I'll say this, not not only did she carry that letter, but those responsible for carrying those letters, it's understood that they were then the ones because they were there while the letter's being written. They're the people asking questions. Hey, Paul, when you said this, what did you mean by that? So she's understanding this letter beyond what's just written there. So when she hands that letter to the believers in Rome, if they have questions, who are they going to ask? Phoebe, the former slave girl, who became a good news carrier, is the first teacher and commentator on one of the most important books of the New Testament. That's the God we serve. No matter what you've done, no matter what others have spoken for you, God says, I can use you as a good news carrier. We just have to be made willing. We have to make ourselves available. God uses ordinary people for extraordinary endeavors. As we keep going through the New Testament, you're going to see it over and over and over, and at some point it needs to click with you that that is you. Insert you there. Insert you there. Because God uses faithful servants, former slaves to sin, to do extraordinary things in the kingdom of God. He wants to use you. He wants to use this church. We simply have to take him at his word, believe his truth spoken over our lives, and begin to step into the extraordinary lives we're offered in him. So then what's holding us back? What keeps us from living that life? Does Jesus need to flip some tables in your life? Are you living in fear instead of faith? Are you pursuing one thing instead of the kingdom? What does Jesus need to do? Let him do it. Is your past ruling over you? Are the perceived perceptions speaking over you? Whatever it is, let Jesus flip tables. Let him free you from your past. Let him give you a future. Let him give you your identity that you might step into the extraordinary life you're offered in him. Phoebe's our example today. Life is messy, but God sets things straight. It's just what he does. So become a faithful good news carrier of the kingdom of God. Start serving him today. So as I close, I actually want you to grab your Bible this morning. So go ahead, put it in your hands. Let's, let's bring this back around home this morning. If you don't have it, feel free to grab one underneath a chair. Hold it. We have Phoebe's courage, commitment, strength, and faithfulness to thank for that letter that we're holding in our hands today. One person. She had one copy. Think that was some pressure? Somebody like, hey, can I hold that letter? No. No way. But we get to hold today the faithfulness of another Christian, another believer, another sister in the faith who's with King Jesus today. What will our legacy be as we serve King Jesus? Because here's the deal. Phoebe 
is no different than you. It's no different. I think too often we read the, the characters in this book and think, well, those people were just super. Nope. They just were willing. They were filled by the Spirit. And they were faithful. And God used them. And God wants to use you like he used Phoebe. He wants to use you to build a church, to be a good news carrier, to be an everyday disciple maker. And the question is, will you let him? Will you let him use you like that? How much hope would you have in life if you allowed God to set you free from your past? How much better would you feel if you allowed your creator to inform your identity instead of anybody else? How much more purpose would you have in life if you began to faithfully serve God as a good news carrier in his kingdom? You're not going to know until you fully surrender your life to God and allow him to turn what's ordinary into extraordinary. On the bottom of your, your notes, there's always a space that gives you opportunity. In response to this message, I will. And then it also says, and I can share this with. So I would put before you today, could you be a good news carrier this week? Somebody needs to hear something from this message and God wants to use you to do it. You can be a Phoebe this week. The question is, will you? You can be that good news carrier. You've got something to share. One statement, your past does not dictate your future. Not hard to share, but it's a gospel truth because Jesus makes all things new. So be a good news carrier this week. That's what I'd like to put before you because although life is messy, God sets things straight and he wants you to help straighten out other people's lives too. I'm gonna invite you to stand as we close in song this morning. For the invitation today, as you're standing, I'd, I'd like to ask, maybe you're here today and you've been bound by your past. It's kept you back from living in the future that God has for you. Or maybe you've allowed the perceptions of others to, to change the way that you're meant to live or, or not let step into the life you're meant to live in God. But today you'd like to be set free from that. So that's how we're gonna close today. You might be a follower of Jesus, but still bound by your past. You're not meant to be, but you might still be there. So we want to give you an opportunity. I just want to pray with you before we leave because maybe, maybe that's where you find yourself today. So with every head bowed in this room, I just want to invite you to respond, to say, I have been bound by my past. I, I have allowed others' perceptions to, to determine my future and, and I don't want to live that way anymore. And so the sign that says, I don't, I don't want to live that way anymore, is just raise your hand and I want to pray with you before you leave that God release you of that today. Hand in the back over here. Anybody else that says, that's me. I've been bound by my past. I've let others' perceptions determine my future and I'm not going to let that happen anymore. Anybody else that would say, that's me today over here on the left? Anybody else? In the middle, anybody else? Over here on the left. Jesus, I pray for those that raised their hands and maybe those that didn't. But Jesus, we want you to release people today in Jesus' name. Set them free. Your word promises it. So Jesus, I pray that people don't live in their past anymore because it does not dictate their future in you. God, I pray that people would be set free from the perception of others, that they might go after the life that they're promised in you, one abundant. And so Jesus, I just pray that you as their creator would inform their identity today, that they are loved, that you are pleased with them, that they are a child of God. And then Jesus, I pray that we would become good news carriers this week, that somebody else in our lives needs to hear this message, that their past does not dictate their future. The perceptions of others does not determine their worth. And so God, I just pray that we would send out from this place today a room full of Phoebes willing to be good news carriers. 
that others' lives might be changed. Jesus, we just uh, thank you that although we live in a world where life can be messy, that you set things straight. Thank you for doing that in our lives. And Jesus, I just pray that we would firmly live for you, our faithful, faithful God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.